Podcast. This is your host Charlie, and I'm Jay Church, and we have a guest host in today, Stina. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Um, Stina's actually been on a previous episode on a U-Haulit episode, and she was one of the. She wasn't in the hot seat, but uh, she's one of the contestants. One of the contestants. She didn't find love on that particular episode. No. no. But no. she did manage to hook up with another U-Haul contestant from a previous episode. <laughs> so there is hope for our dating show yet. There is. There <laughs> totally is. It's There's always second chances. I'm very linear. You guys are still dating, right? We are still dating. Oh. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. It's like yeah. the lottery. If you don't win the first time, you just mail your ticket in and see if totally. you get picked again. Totally. It worked for me. <laughs> uh, good parallel there. <laughs> um, what did you do this past week this past week um, or last weekend oh gosh last weekend was too far away to remember um, <laughs> that's rough <laughs> it might have been good it might have been not i'm not sure but today i had uh speaking of yeah today i had nine hours of alcohol and chemical dependency that sounds um, exciting not for myself but as like a you know part of the whole master psychology thing um, i know you walked in and said that and i was like really me too, <laughs> really? Me too. <laughs> started with an mc hammer concert yeah and then oh wait no you were in class oh totally different it really it really yeah <laughs> She probably should have been the patient, actually, <laughs> talking about chemical Possibly. dependency. Speaking of which, we were at uh, the Hustler anniversary party last night. and Shout out to Larry Flint. Uh, yeah. And, Protecting um, free speech for everyone. Ron Jeremy, you know... The porn star was the host. Cindy's a big fan I'm of Ron Jeremy. I am Ron so Jeremy. not a big fan. I think I've my never... only boyfriend I've ever had was a big fan of Ron Jeremy. God. <laughs> no wonder you're a lesbian. I don't know what that was about, but yeah. It makes sense now, doesn't it? Wait, is he gay too? Circle. Or he um, just likes the porn? No, I don't think, I think gay men really... Yeah go for Ron yeah. Jeremy. No, I he's, think he was more like a uh, role model. I think yeah. it's more like straight he's men. He so gives them hope. Yeah, exactly. Like if he Ron Jeremy can get it, yeah. so what can he I. Said, and I kind of give him props for this because he was like, uh, I'm living proof that any man can get laid or whatever. So I guess like that's the appeal, but he's just not very attractive. He's overweight. He's balding. He has like a huge mustache and his hair is like down to his shoulders. He just whatever. looked like he stunk. He just looked sweaty. Oh, yeah. He just I, looked really skeevy. I haven't been on and his Facebook page in a while. <laughs> it's been like a good two weeks, so, you know. Like people, people and I mean, can... I'm glad he realizes his value to society, but the whole time he was saying that on stage, I was just thinking that would really suck for your job to be like to tell everyone to nightly tell like, like how worthless you are. And give like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. He's, he gets paid to do so that. He's whatever. Like I'm a sure he's fine. Motivational speaker yeah, based on I'm sure. uh, low probability. I'm not really yeah, sure. Like that's very or like that's just a curious yeah. concept. Yeah. So this party was free alcohol from seven to nine. So Jay Church here took it upon herself to get four beers at once and. I didn't um, go to law school for nothing. Yeah. I know and how to work And then, crowd. like, get, go to the mojito bar. I don't know what she was doing, but, like, towards the end of the night, Ron Jeremy was taking pictures, and people were lining up. Like, they were excited to meet him. I was just like, ugh, 
I am not taking a picture with him. I was like, if we don't leave here with a picture with yeah, Ron Jeremy, is, my night is, is not complete. But <laughs> Drunky McDrunkerson over here was like, oh, I think it'll be hilarious to take a picture with Ron Jeremy. It is. MC Let's Hammer do it and together. Ron Jeremy in the same week. In one weekend. That wow. only happens here. Yeah, that's oh my crazy God. shit. <laughs> so I go up to him and I'm like fairly disgusted. So I try to make light of the situation and I say, Hey, how does it feel being a piece of meat? Because there's all these people like totally groveling and like, oh my God, I'm your biggest fan, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm not, but I wish I was. How are, how are you doing, sexy? And he like totally gives me this big, fat, wet kiss on the side of my cheek. And then I'm just like, <laughs> and we turn to take a picture. And I was like, thanks. And then he's like, smacks me smacks my ass and then gives me another like wet kiss on the cheek i was like oh my god i totally wow. just got molested by him wow. oddly i didn't get any of this type of yeah, attention you got none apparently well, he's not into butch girls <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god no, i've been trying to find the pictures though they said they're supposed to put them on the site Ugh. we'll see we'll see yeah god, i might make it our facebook logon <laughs> <laughs> please don't Anyways, we've got a great show for you today. Um, we are having Ed Varga back. Um, the head homo. The head homo of Homo Go Go Festival. Um, we've been trying to get him in the studio, actually. He's a um, busy man. Busy man. Very busy. Um, um, we're going to interview him. And, of course, we always have our... Um, news and Rainbow Rumors. So. We also have Catastrophe coming up after Ed Varga. Yes. See what he was at home. I go go too. Yeah, good performer. Um, so let's get into Q News. Q News. Clear news you can use. This week in Q News, uh, we're going to start off with a story out of Texas. The Texas Attorney General goes against the law to discriminate against gays. So a judge in Dallas ruled today that the Texas oh. state court... I know, right? Wow. Shock. Big surprise there. <laughs> shock, shock, shock. Better move out of Texas right now. I know. You're now allowed to sodomize people. And that's only what? a few... No, remember they had the sodomy yeah, laws? Because <laughs> people really care what you're doing in your bedroom totally down there. Right. They totally do. So, okay. Back to the story. A judge in Dallas ruled today that the Texas state court has the jurisdiction to hear a divorce action by a gay couple who are married outside of Texas. Obviously, they were married outside of Texas. Wow. <laughs> uh, this is an so That's going to be the last state to <laughs> legalize gay marriage. Totally. So, I mean, it's an interesting ruling because gay marriage isn't legal in Texas. Mm-hmm. So, kind of, if you're like doing divorces, it almost gives it some significance, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you're at least recognizing it, kind of. So, mm-hmm. if I happen to be driving cross-country and get in a fight with my future wife who... Don't get a divorce so, in Texas. Or, I, I mean, it could pass through Texas. You could. You let, totally could. the judge would actually hear me out. Yeah, and probably give you a lot of shit. But I mean, you know, whatever. But it'd probably be better than like Kentucky if I was headed that way, right? Or Oklahoma? Mm -hmm. I don't know. They seem to be a little more liberal with their sexuality. You can marry your cousin and stuff there, right? (laughs) That is true. That is that is a legitimate. You are a lawyer, aren't you? You are. I can tell. (laughs) Let's get into the story, shall we? (laughs) So the Dallas District Judge Sheena Callahan said in the ruling that her court has jurisdiction. to hear a suit for divorce filed by persons legally married in another jurisdiction and who meet the residency and other prerequisites required to file for divorce in Dallas County, Texas. Here's where the fun fun part kicks in. The Texas Attorney General, Greg Abbott, immediately said he would appeal the ruling in the latest battle over gay marriage in the United States. He's quoted as saying, the laws 
and Constitution of the State of Texas define marriage as an institution involving one man and one woman. Today's ruling purports to strike down that constitutional definition. Abbott said in a statement, the Office of the Attorney General will appeal the court's ruling to defend the traditional definition of marriage that was approved by Texas voters. Big surprise. Mm-hmm. Big surprise. So, I mean, at least it's in our favor for right now. I mean, he has to still appro- like appeal it and everything like right. that. But I'm kind of shocked it started off in our favor, honestly. I know. Yeah, it is. You would think that it'd be the other way and like we'd be fighting to like change it. Then again, Prop 8 kind of started that way. We were getting married. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're just no. kidding. I was just teasing all those years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, 2,000, 20,000 families that were married. Ah, uh, no big deal. Just kidding. Yeah, totally. Now you got a taste of it. <laughs> How was April it? Fool. <laughs> right? Okay, right. Yeah, so the other story I have is uh, 20 years ago today, or 20. Our forefathers. Yeah. <laughs> four, four score. One score. <laughs> no, 20 years ago, the Castro um, was occupied by police. So I wasn't aware of this because I was like, I don't know, seven at the time or something. But um, And in Indiana. And in Indiana, you know. I wasn't really keeping up with my gay history at that age. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this was... Um, there's a group called ACT UP, and it was... Um, it's a bunch of AIDS activists, and they were protesting a lack of federal funding um, to deal with the virus that at the time, you know, was killing pretty much the gay population off, you know. And so they had been having several of these protests, and they went for what was going to be just another protest in the Castro. And um, I guess when they arrived, it was completely different than what the other ones had been. The police were there pretty much, like, looking to make arrests and start stuff. So... It ended, um, it, this was 10 years after the White Knight riots, or is that right, Dan White? The mm, I don't know, I don't know oh, I, don't. I think it's called White Knight. White Knight. Okay. I don't know, but it's 10 years after that. And um, basically, the, a bunch of heads rolled for it. Um, like, the chief of police de- uh, demoted his brother, who was like the deputy of police, over the handling of this. Uh, the mayor they came out should. and spoke against it. Yeah, they totally should. People were like beaten and um, oh my God. arrested. There was like 53 arrests. Um, yeah, I've never heard about that. They started before. marching down, I think I think it was Market Street. And then as they got, they started like trying to push people off to the sidewalk so that they couldn't really protest. And so <laughs> once they finally did get to Castro, like the people who did, I guess they were greeted by like, 200 more cops or something like that and during some of this like melee somehow one of the motorcycle police or motorcycle police the police's motorcycle uh got knocked over and as soon as that happened like i guess all hell broke loose and they started just like beating people with batons and arresting them and it was a hot mess so sounds like a hot mess i didn't know about this so i would encourage anyone else who doesn't know about this to google it and find out more when did the sfpd 89 you said 1989 i can get the exact date when when did the sfpd like open their arms to i mean not that they're necessarily (laughs) open arms to the gays but when 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 like what's what's that deal? I don't know. They do seem rather friendly to us. I mean, I was at the yeah. Prop 8 protests, and they because definitely took a lot, took of, a lot gay of shit. Cops? Well, right. I was gonna say because I know quite a few gay cops on the force. Yeah. But I'm wondering like when when that changed. I have no, no idea. I mean, probably slowly, just as like you know, there used to not be any gays on TV, and now like everyone loves Ellen. I'm sure like Everybody it just kind of slowly well. moved over, you know. Yeah. But um, the exact date We're is October sixth, right October sixth, nineteen eighty nine. Should Google it in the Castro. I wanna, I wanna learn about the history. I have yet to go to the uh, GLBT 
museum. Yeah, they've got the the GLBT museum. That's on the corner of 18th and Castro. Yeah. The Historical Society actually, I think, is where a lot of this information came from. They have a bunch of stuff from this. And I mean, there's tons of detail in this story. I just can't go into like all of it on here. It's way too much. It's crazy though. So, Google it. Google it. Google it. When you're um, in class and bored. Yeah, totally. totally. Your iPhone. You're doing nine hours of drug and alcohol, whatever. Totally. <laughs> Which is not conducive to sobriety, let me tell you. <laughs> so that's it for Q News. Uh, let's get into Rainbow Rumors. Rainbow Rumors. Um, so Jessica Capshaw, um, who was Bet's assistant on The L Word, had a lesbian crush on Bet. And I think she played a lesbian, but she also... Well, now her current role, she plays a lesbian as Arizona on Grey's Anatomy. Hmm. I don't watch that show, but um, I know there is another lesbian, uh, not another lesbian doctor, but there is a lesbian doctor on there. So um, I don't know. It's just kind of like, is she trying to tell us something? Because she's picking all these gay roles. Mm. Mm -hmm. That was... Um, and then there's sync. <laughs> we we worked on that one for like two hours before. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and there's an open casting call for the real L word, Los Angeles. They, hey. Um, they want quote a group of real life high profile left coast lesbians unquote who are based in our who are based in or moving to L A and are quote every bit as glamorous, fashionable, fabulous, and even as cutthroat as their celebrated but fictional counterparts. I mean, we fit all of those categories, totally. except for we just don't live in LA. Yeah, who wants to live in LA, really? <laughs> <laughs> there goes our LA audience. <laughs> I'm just kidding, we have an LA correspondent. Um, I know. I know who has yet to correspond. It's glitzy and glamorous, Yeah, I'm just dumb. But, um, you know, it just sounds like another quote-unquote reality show sounds that's like not really the reality. real world They're with just cut piecing throat. people yeah. together. Like swords and pirate patches. And and they're just trying to make <laughs> another... Visual. That's exactly yeah. how I pictured it. <laughs> Me too. High heels and pirate swords. <laughs> or, like, I think Eileen Shaken's just trying to make another album. Is that her? Is it her show? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think my buddy told me about this, and he was like, because I think he maybe knows, knows her, and it sounded, yeah, very, uh, artificial. Yeah. Artificial. Artificial. Well, I mean, Gimme Sugar the is art. obviously the real thing. To- oh, <laughs> totally. Seriously. <laughs> uh, but, um... This is my favorite piece. Oh, and by the way, Rainbow Rumors is brought to you by AfterEllen.com this week. <laughs> Why are we plugging them? <laughs> We're not, but I'm citing them so oh. I don't get sued. Thank you very much. Well, they're not brought to you then. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we're just jacking their content. <laughs> Basically. We'll send them a thank you note. So the asterisks and the citation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quote and unquote. I was like, when did we get sponsored? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, big time, guys. What happened to them one I was trying to be funny, Jay Church. Jeez. And when we did get cease and desist letters from Bravo, but I didn't know Logo was on to us. <laughs> we're cutting all that out, by the way. Um, so Rachel Maddow made L Mag. Magazine's the It List 2009, which is pretty big because Elle is not a queer magazine. Like it's mainstream. Oh, I totally thought it was like the magazine. letter L magazine, and I was like, why have I never heard of this publication? Why do we care? 
I thought it was a lesbian magazine. I think Jay Church has been drinking all day. Anyways, um, she's one of 27 hot celebrities to make the list looking at. They're basically critiquing awesome personal style. Nice. Which, nice to see a butch woman on there. That yeah. never happens. Yeah. And so um, Elle magazine says, fucking the status quo, the TV anchor understands... Bucking or fucking? <laughs> Did I hear that right? <laughs> I think it's like, well, bucking. Can they write that? Yes, bucking. Oh, bucking. I think bucking okay. is like the inverse of fucking, if you think about it. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> or a style of fucking. Okay. Wow. L <laughs> Magazine says, quote, bucking the status quo, the TV anchor understands the appeal of simplicity. Wearing just a brush of mascara, a clean pixie cut, and understated a Jill Sanders suit. Please, it's like a and, fade. I know huh? that is not a pixie cut. <laughs> it's a fade. Anyways, <laughs> coming from a makeup artist, she has on way more than mascara. Okay, her, <laughs> her makeup artist just makes it look really natural. But uh, people on TV Laura have a lot of makeup on. Anyways, and I agree with style. I think like she has really nice style. It's very classic and clean and minimalist. But do you know who else made that list? Lady Gaga. And um, I don't know then. Yeah, that kind of throws the list out the window. <laughs> that, yeah. That. Although I do love Lady Gaga ever since the Forgotten Gays quote. Oh, yes. I love the quote, not yeah. her, though. I don't know. I like your music. Makes my feet move. <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Which song? <laughs> Which song doesn't? I, I mean, yes. they're all dance songs. This is true. This is true. But some are about. Can you imagine Lady Gaga singing a ballad? Oh my god, it'd be horrible. No, I can't. It'd probably be about as bad as her dancing. Pat, it's Pat weird that she makes dance songs, but if you ever watch her dance, like, just two left feet. Because her heels are like eight, eight inches tall. Beyonce She's can do it. Been riding her. I've seen her, her do it. Pogo stick or her Dixie stick? <laughs> what, what's it called? <laughs> She's been riding that too. Long. That's why her equilibrium is off. <laughs> I can believe what that. Is it? Magic what is stick? it? Magic stick? No, it's a little Kim. It's a pogo stick. No, no. What's no, the lyric? Disco stick. Disco stick. You're right. You're right. It's a disco <laughs> stick. stick. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Depends on if you're bucking. That's, that's a, yeah. <laughs> it does. Oh it does. my gosh. All right. That's all I have for you today. Thanks. All right. Let's get into the interview with uh, Ed Varga and then Catastrophe bringing you two for the price of one. All right, so we have with us in the studio today, Ed Varga, who's the head homo over at Homo Gogo. Welcome, Ed. Thanks. And he's going to tell us a little bit about what exactly Homo Gogo is. I know we talked about it a few episodes back because we had the Girl in a Coma interview, but maybe you can give us a brief synopsis. Sure. Homo Gogo is a queer music, film, art, performance, and activism festival. And we've been around since 2002, and we did three festivals in Olympia, Washington in 2002, 2004, and 2006. And then I actually haven't lived in Olympia since 2003. So um, uh, the commute was kind of difficult to <laughs> put on the festival and be going up to Olympia. And I was living in L.A. Um, after I lived in Olympia, and then... Um, San Francisco seemed like a great home for the festival in, mm -hmm. in terms of trying to get it more California-based since L.A. seems to be the city everyone loves to hate. That's um, the complete opposite of Washington, I would think. L.A.? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I, I liked my life in, in L.A. And, and lived in Echo Park and had a very, you know, non-glossy L.A. existence. Right, so. right. Um, but in terms of, you know, who our audience is and which is most, which is a majority people from the Pacific Northwest and from San Francisco. So um, San Francisco seemed like a like it was going to be the best home for the festival. So um, we present about 40 bands every festival and um, we really try to put on what would be a considered a huge festival where stuff is happening from 11 in the morning until 2 in the morning and and um, and there's a we also do like a, we did over 100 short films this year and um, we have other performers that do performance art like between bands or we had and we also had authors who were reading um, and we have workshops that so we try to have like a sort of educational activism component too and what else do we do we do after parties we have DJs uh, between bands um, this year we had oh we have a craft fair and um, and this year this past year our first year in San Francisco was at Somart's Cultural Center nice. which was a great space for us to have yeah, it was really nice I like that space it was a lot. it's really nice to have the outdoor space <coughs> that they have there mm -hmm. and it's really spacious like even the inside it doesn't get too crowded so it's great for you know bands and things like yeah, that too yeah. So how did you get the idea for Homo Go Go? Like, how did this all become? How did I start this crazy, crazy yeah. virgin? Um, how did it <laughs> come forth into existence? <laughs> uh, I used to put on shows back in the 90s in Minneapolis under the name Homocore Minneapolis from 1995 to 2000. I hosted a whole bunch of touring bands, a lot of whom were from the Pacific Northwest. And... I always wanted to do that on a larger scale. So each of those shows was sort of like a mini homo go go. It wasn't just always, you know, four bands get up on stage. It, I really try to like do things like have a short film between band or have people read or have a dance group perform or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then I moved to Olympia. I've met the band The Need through putting on shows in Minneapolis. Moved to Olympia to work on this crazy. Um, punk rock opera that they were doing called the transfused in 2000 and um and be, and also that was the, fir the first summer of lady fest was happening right after the transfused and the capitol theater in olympia has sort of you know has this tradition of having diy underground music festivals and the next year i worked i also worked on yo-yo a go-go which was hmm put on which happened between 1994 I'm sorry I sound like an ancient history man here <laughs> um, this for, happened from 1994 to the last one was in 2001 so I worked on homo go go uh, or I'm sorry yo yo a go go in 2001 for the last festival did some of the booking and engineered the um, the whole festival is that a queer festival too that is not a queer festival yo yo a go go yo yo recordings was a small independent record label that started around the same time as Kill Rock Stars and K Records in Olympia put out a bunch of you know the Pacific Northwest uh, kind of indie rock stuff and um, and they did a festival between those between 94 and 2001 and then the next year I approached Pat who was the head of Yo-Yo Recordings um, a friend of mine who and said hey 
I'd like to do a queer version, you know, what if we call, what if we did something called Yo-Yo a Homo, or we did something that tied the two together, and mm. um, he just didn't have the time and energy, and it sort of just kind of developed into the name Homo Go-Go, which mm. is just kind of really funny catchy. and cool. yeah. catchy. Yeah, totally and, catchy. Yeah. Was, the, was the epicenter always, or was it music originally, or was it just like... Music is definitely like the focal point, yeah. and definitely the, the thing that has been our greatest draw yeah i mean i saw uh i saw the lineup for this year and i was actually really bummed i missed it it's like girl in a coma and like glass candy and we really try to bring it pretty badass yeah Yeah. i mean our our film program is a close second like a lot of what we do with our film program is um you know stuff that might make it into a, a festival like frameline but um uh, like it might make it in as a short that shows before something at frame line, but a lot of stuff is is stuff that you know just might not be as polished or might not mm-hmm. be ready for a festival like frame line. And it's also also we like to we always like to do one or two music video showcases mm-hmm. um, at, as part of the film program, kind of like marrying the film and yes. and cool. music portion of our festival. So um, so we try to do something that's you know different than some of the other film festivals but um but still yes if i had to if you had to nail me down and say (laughs) you know what music is definitely the focal point so you guys have a reputation of like having up-and-coming bands that kind of play homo go-go and then get pretty popular like the gossip the gossip played and girl in a coma is obviously getting a lot of attention right now how do you pick who you're gonna have is there some formula or is it just instinct there's, I booked the first two festivals, and I haven't booked the last two, but often have a lot of input into it. Um, it's often, it's it's really tricky. It's very tricky. It's not a formula. It's often like we have a long list of who would we like to get, and for and actually, what's tricky about it is the size festival that we are, like the mm-hmm. draw that we have. In general, we we it's it's pushing it to think that a thousand people are going to come see it. So sometimes we're limited by who we can invite mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you kind of do the breakdown, the math of like, okay, if, it th- if we have the gossip and maybe 800 people are going to come and how much they want to get and can we afford right. them or whatever. Right. So, so that limits us a lot. So, you know, sometimes like people like Stephen Merritt from, um, why am I forgetting Stephen Merritt's band? Um, Stephen Merritt, uh, and 99 love songs somebody help me I'm out horrible with names so <laughs> yeah, i'm trying to know the music that. but now we're um, talking about but you're saying that you'd have to pick smaller bands because then you can get more bands in and well like so what we try to do is we try to think what are all the bands that might be our headliners like mm-hmm. that's sort of where we start like we have three like this last time we had three nights who are the people that we think could bring over 500 people cool. in preferably more like a thousand people okay so we start there and usually we'll have a list of you know like 10 or 15 bands maybe 20 Mm -hmm. and then it's just a painstaking process of trying to get a hold of them trying to get their schedule nailed down and a lot of bands don't necessarily know their schedule more Mm -hmm. than like three months out right so um and we're also competing like with a band like the gossip that's so become so big in the uk Mm-hmm. It's also European festival season, mm-hmm. so that makes so. that was a conflict for them this year. Like it's and so do that's you and that's happened have it in around the, the same time annually. We our first one years. was in September. Oh, okay. 
we've had it in August since then. But it's every two years, right? It has been every two years. We'd really like to do it every year. Yeah, yeah. that would be great. The funding is really a difficult piece of the puzzle. Yeah, so yeah, it sounds like it. Are you looking to have it? Are you going to try and have it next year or in we're the future? We're still assessing, assessing what we're going to do. Nice. Have you ever tried having people apply to be? Yes, we do it. We do it. So um, over the years, it's kind of interest. It's kind of boring, but kind of interesting. When I'm kind of nerdy about these kind of things of like tracking the history of the festival and how mm. things shape and how we change over the years. When we started out, it was definitely like invite only. Mm -hmm. You know, we were nobody knew who we were. We were we were brand new. So. Um, word got you know we did take some submissions and try to put out a call for submissions now it's just so much easier with right. facebook and twitter and in the past myspace and um so this year we actually got way more submissions than we ever got i think we got um about 350 350 ish sum submissions nice. that were just that's just music and performance cool, not yeah. even the film portion um so i mean that's growing you know when i think back to like 2002 you know maybe there were like 10 or 20 bands that just kind of that applied so yes we 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 and over the years more and more bands we've picked like a lot of times okay. we we'd get a lot of times when people would apply like way back when in 2002 um maybe they weren't exactly what we were looking for but we get i think the i don't want to say quality but we've gotten just more interest from a wider group of bands mm -hmm. recently and that's exciting like m that more people are really interested in being at the festival and performing yeah that's yeah. a great sign yeah totally. and are yeah. you are you the one that's usually because some of these bands are pretty i mean well reasonably new it seemed like are you are you the one that's doing the screening for that like are you well this year um jerry lee abram was our was our music programmer and jerry lee is uh, is a friend of mine from olympia he's been uh, involved in homo gogo -Go from the very start he and I are both um, are both stage technicians. He's a lighting guy. I'm a sound guy. So um, he and I have worked together like professionally and like on crazy projects like Homo Gogo a lot over over the years. Um, he we sort of like we're in flux. We had somebody who was going to program. It's a lot. It's very complicated because we're all volunteer. It's a huge amount of work. Like. You know, I can't even say how many thousands of hours I've put into Homo oh. Gogo over the year, not to mention dollars. But um, it kind of depends the team that you have that year. Yeah, so it's always kind of been a it's been a core uh, a core of you know there usually be like a core of two to four people who mm -hmm. are there from the start. And Jerry Lee's always been involved over the years, so he kind of stepped up, and I sort of had him, you know, we, I said, well, we're, we really can't find a music program, and suddenly there's, you know, Jerry Lee going, I think I'm interested, if you know Jerry Lee, like, he's just so cute, and that, and adorable, and it's just sort of like, I'll, I guess I can try to do it, I'm just a lighting <laughs> guy, but I guess I can try to do it, and he did an amazing job, like, if you saw the roster, yeah. Um, yeah, he did an amazing job, and, and put a lot of thought into the way he you know the way he built the lineups and and built the order of bands and stuff so um i think he did a great job and did, and so he and i spent a lot of time talking and yeah there was definitely a panic in in june when we didn't have a sun saturday night headliner there was a oh. huge panic of like that was glass candy glass right? candy was ended up being that was my saturday favorite it was such a good show glass candy and carlin superstar yeah they yeah. were really good too carlin, yeah 
But I have to ask you about the Bisquick guy. <laughs> Bisquick guy. Can we retell the story for the listeners <clears throat> that missed that episode? Um, basically, I think it was Friday. It was when? Friday before, because Girl Nakoma was there. Yeah. Um, there was a genderqueer performer, and I guess it was supposed to be performance art slash singing, and they were singing a uh, Christian pop song. Um and took off clothes. He was naked, I think. Oh, okay, so was he came out was naked. on the stage naked. It's fine, whatever. Pissed in a clear mixing bowl. <laughs> okay, that was Bisquick. Kirk Reed. Yeah, okay. yeah. Can you explain Bisquick this to us? Though? And then kind of like took pages from a fake Bible and like paper mache the yeah, yeah like yeah. paper mache and okay. pasted See, it I onto. This, but I'm like I haven't been able to eat pancakes since the <laughs> his yeah. body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I unfortunately did not get to see Kirk perform. And Kirk <laughs> but you is a, knew of the performance. I knew that there was right. going to be pissing into a bowl. Yeah. And there was, you know, we were just kind of curious as to the genesis of yeah. the Bisquick well, Kirk, uh, Kirk is an amazing performer. I don't know if you're familiar with some of the work mm-hmm. that he's done the last couple of years. And he's a great writer and a great performer and a good friend and supporter of the festival. And, um, uh, I unfortunately didn't get to see it, which Uh-oh. happens. I'm sorry, a lot of the festival, like I don't get to see <laughs> it because video I'm, at all. Right. Um, there is some video. Uh-huh. There is some video. Yeah. Now you were really busy. We tried to talk to you, and you're like, ah. I know it's like <laughs> stressful. Like, three yeah. radios attached to me. And, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was during the fashion show. That's where suddenly, like, that's where you guys yeah. talked to me on uh, on Sunday, and like suddenly, like a hundred models were descending <laughs> upon us that we were like, oh yeah, we have to find a place to put a hundred models. We forgot yeah. about that. We yeah. thought we were almost done, but no. Bummer. Yeah. You can always call me to help for that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll help work it out. It's not a bad job. No. It's not really not. Like it. So if budget wasn't an issue, like mm-hmm. let's say today, budget wasn't an issue and you could throw the biggest festival you ever wanted to, who would your headliners be? That's a really, um, that's a hard question uh, because sometimes I just want the people that I love who aren't necessarily the hugest bands to play. I mean, definitely the gossip. They've always, they're put on an amazing show. They're, you know, some of the people that, um, some of the people that, we've actually gotten to book some of the people that have are amazing that have been, that I've been fans of for years and years, mm-hmm. like Bob Mould and, um, oh, definitely Anthony and the Johnsons. Like that was that um, Anthony was top on our list as a as a headliner this year. Was not a chance in hell to get to get them at all. It, um, but uh, um, trying to think who else was some of the big people that we really wanted. Um, and when I say big people, um, like somebody like Peaches or um, this, we've talked oh, about Peaches the Scissor Sisters be before or. Yeah. Um, uh, Scissor Sisters put on um, an amazing show. I saw them at Coachella two years ago, and they were one of the last performances. And it's like, you know, in the desert, it's completely black, and they had all these amazing pyrotechnics going off with like crazy sparkly costumes and just like flames and everything. It was a really good show. Like, they have really good um, stage presence. Yeah, 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 yeah. John Waters is another one. Like, mm. I would love oh. to have John Waters come and do. I mean, cool. I've seen him do several I didn't know different. That he performs. Like, he on often stage does stuff where he he'll show film clips and not necessarily okay. his own film clips. He has several. He tours a lot with different. He'll either have some kind of weird 
John Waters-esque theme featuring like <laughs> his own films or like uh, other stuff that he's just weirdly obsessed and interested right. in. Right. But I would love, yeah, he's definitely probably on the top of yeah, that who would be I cool. would love to have come. But we've had like a lot of really, I'm really proud of some of the acts we've had. We've had Bruce LaBruce, we've had um, people like Kate Bornstein and um, the Indigo Girls and Amy Ray. And I didn't know you had the Indigo Girls. We did. Yeah, oh. I saw that. We did. Interesting. Yeah. We caught up with Catastrophe. Up. We're going to have him on a little bit later in this show. Mm-hmm. The, it's an interview we recorded it's while we were birthday. at Home Ago. Today? It's birthday tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday, oh, Catastrophe. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like, what, a week later? <laughs> he has a CD release party. Oh, nice. nice one. At the Stud tomorrow night. Very nice. Oh. October 3rd. I'm sure this will air after that. Right. But, um, but uh, yeah, it's his birthday. Check out his, his CD. His new CD <laughs> is coming out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he's performed at three festivals, I think. Um, I don't know. Who who are the big... Who would you like to see? I mean, if I... We could have anybody. Yeah. Who could... Who should we have? I don't know. Help me out. Well, yeah. did, like... Shit, for me, my music taste is so eclectic. But, like, yeah. I heard Fever Ray is coming to town soon. I'd... I'd M.I.A.? Yeah. I, I think well, I've started MIA liking MIA yeah, more recently. I'm just yeah. I'm I mean, a lot of times. I really like the Clicks. Um, they're a queer group. C L I K S. Uh huh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the other question. It's like, how, I guess, how how much of the music is kind of like queer culture driven, and how much is is are a lot of the bands because queer culture is like embrace those bands or a lot of the foundation of the I feel of homo gogo is is self-identification of culture and community um, so that's one of the really basic things that that I always uh, you know that I always try to push with the festival that if this is where you feel like you belong then this then there's no question it's not a it's the antithesis of something like the Michigan women's music festival right. which right. has its merits <laughs> totally. but you know, You're but not I don't close your doors on it. Yeah. Right. I don't believe that community is built on, um, you know, gatekeeping. Right. Finite. And and definition yeah. by the gatekeepers. I believe that it's built by the people who the identify community. with it. Yeah. By okay. the community itself. So. That's um, cool. So like, for example, Glass Candy. Totally. Totally yeah. not queer. Totally. But right. love the gays. Yep. They love the gays. They. The gays love them. The gays love them. <laughs> and um, they actually played when they did actually have a couple of um, gay members back in 2002. They actually did play our first festival. Oh, cool. Um, back when they were tiny. And um, and they remembered and had a great time. So it was great to have them back. But. Um, so it's very loose and it's very much, like I said, it's very much more about self-identification of everybody who comes and the artists, like if they're interested and supportive and that's great. I think that makes the most sense too. I mean, there's really no need to have to like tell people that they don't belong, especially a group that already feels like they don't belong in a lot of situations. Right. And it's not, and just, I mean, I've had over the years, I've, uh, this has been a common question in interviews of like, well, what if there's only one member and it's a <laughs> two it's a three or four member band or it's one member and there's five i mean like yeah i'm going to do like a complicated math calculation right, right, like yeah, two-thirds of your band must be 66.666 exactly i mean that's that's just silly it's really about it's just really about who wants to be there and 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 that's in having more of a welcoming having more of a welcoming attitude and and again letting the community define itself instead mm-hmm. of somebody else well we have plenty of community. non-queer supporters i mean share is huge and gays love her she exactly. loves the gays 
She so. does love her guys. <laughs> if only Chaz would have, you know, emceed or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you for coming by today. Thanks so much. I'm really glad that I could was finally able to. I know. Be here. We had some scheduling conflicts, but um, it was a pleasure to have you on Thanks. here. And thank you so much for inviting us. Yeah, to definitely. the festival it was blast. amazing and um you might want to let people know if they want to submit submissions or where can they find out more about homogogo we do have a website mm-hmm. it's homogogo.com and right now it's not updated at all <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you guys were taking a little vacation uh, it's yeah it's hard after. i immediately started a new job like right after the festival mm-hmm. um and so there will be inf- we also have a facebook page if you search um if you search homo it's um it's spelled kind of funny on the facebook page there was a mistake (laughs) made and now we can never ever change it but generally go go is two words Mm -hmm. and i'm very particular you know i try to like always be consistent about the style you know i'm the nuts and bolts style you know whatever um and so generally go go is two words but on facebook it's one so that's the way to find us Um, like but you still know the lesbian podcast on Facebook because they won't they won't take that they won't name. yeah I tried to do the vanity mm-hmm. URL for homo huh. gogo and they wouldn't take it yeah. Yeah. I I accidentally spelled homosexual the other day wrong I spelled I spelled it homosexual but I thought, <laughs> thought it was like kind That's of appropriate cool, in context cool, like yeah homosexual yeah. like it, it worked contextually <laughs> hey that it could works. be a new that could be like, a new slang for your buddy or something or, yeah but totally. we had something we were gonna try remember we were gonna replace everything we were gonna replace god with gay and everything we said oh yeah or no backwards gay were with we god were we talking about it with abby yeah, so you'd Our be like, Jew- gay bless you. Jewish therapist. We could do that with everything. We have homosexual. We'll just so start redefining our terms. Because I kind of like it, especially <laughs> I if do we're like, like Detroit or Brooklyn. Like, <laughs> it just feels like it would go. I like, think every episode we should have a word of the day. <laughs> we should do that. Right on. We're totally off topic. <laughs> but anyways, uh, thank you, Ed. Thanks. And so. we're going to get ready to check back in with Catastrophe. Cool. So We'll get a performer's perspective. <laughs> All right, hey, this is Jay with the Lesbian Podcast, and we're here at Homo Gogo with Catastrophe. Hi, you guys. Um, so we just wanted to catch up with you real quick, you know, before the weekend's over, and um, we saw you perform last night. How long have you been doing Homo Gogo? Um, this is the third Homo Gogo I've done, so the only one I didn't do was in 2002. And what, what keeps you coming back? Um, I love Homo Gogo. It's this is the best show that I've played, and the second runner-up is the 2004 show that I played. Um, people are just—I mean, it's so—I've—I've I've been awake and watching every single band. Um, it's just amazing to see all the queer artists and getting a space in a venue like this and a festival like this because there's no other place for us to all come together. Like it's so many different genres and so many different styles of music and artistic expression. It's such a gigantic undertaking um, making this festival happen that uh, I just, I'm honored and totally thrilled to be invited to play every time. Awesome, Um, and you do a lot in the queer community. I mean, you've got videos on Logo. I know you do college tours playing at different um, universities. Would you say this is one of your favorite festivals to come back to out of all of the places you play? I would say that hands down this is my favorite festival to play. And like I was saying, I mean, you have a lot of stuff going on in the queer community. I know you have a magazine coming out um, called Original Plumbing, I think. Do you want to say anything about that for our sure. listeners? Um, 
It's a collaborative project and the brainchild of uh, Amos Mack, who's a photographer. Um, he wanted to make a magazine about sort of like butt magazine, but um, for trans guys, for and about trans guys. Um, and it's about trans male culture. Um, mostly it's uh, pictures and uh, interviews and a bit of writing. Um, just sort of like a, a cultural magazine for trans men. And then um, just to close out, what do you have coming up in the future right now? Uh, my new CD, The Worst Amazing, comes out October 6th, and I will be touring extensively, not just college shows, but all across America and um, most of Europe. So I will be on the road for the next year promoting that album. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much. We'll let you get some sleep. Thanks. Well, that was an awesome interview. Thanks to Ed Varga and Homo Agogo um, and Catastrophe. Um, so we were mentioning our Facebook page. It's not under the Lesbian Podcast, but it's actually under JN Charlie. We also if have a fan page, though. You can Google the Lesbian Podcast Facebook, and you'll reach our fan page, and it's under the Lesbian Podcast. Yeah. We also have a website, thelesbianpodcast.com, and we have a couple things up there, like daikus, and if you want love advice from me, you can always post a question up there, and I'll get it out to you, like, within a couple days. Um, yeah. We have articles and stories. It's an awesome page, basically. Um, <laughs> and then also on the back. tomorrow, well, we are going to Love Parade, and it's my first ever, even though I grew up in the Bay Area, so I'm hey. really excited. Break out the spandex. Seriously, right? <laughs> and your disco stick. No disco <laughs> stick. I'm sorry. I saw no. enough disco sticks last weekend at, at Folsom. Folsom. Oh my god. Yeah. That was hot. Yeah, I, missed, yeah. I missed that one. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> well, that's it for what is this now? Episode 28? 27. Close. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you next time. Stay sexy, San Francisco. Was it good for you?